0: Hey, Conspiracy Kyle here. My new book, Intergalactic Totalitarianism, is now out on Amazon, Kindle, and paperback. I'm currently in production of the audiobook, so you'll be the first to know when that is out as well. Um, Links will be in the show notes, so check it out if you're interested. Interested. Conspiracies in a galaxy far far away in a galaxy not so far away. The show was designed as an introduction to modern-day conspiracy theories by using Star Wars, one of the most beloved fictional universes, as a point of reference. Let's begin. Right, welcome to another episode of Conspiracy in the Forest. I am your host, Conspiracy Kyle. Uh, today I have a very, very, very special guest. You know, you always say you have a very special guest, but I would consider this a very, very, very special guest. I have with me, um, of, of no relation to the Bavarian Illuminati, uh, Mr. Isaac Weishaupt. How are you doing today?
1: Hey, man. Thanks for having me on here. I know uh, this is probably long overdue. You were hit me up a while back, but I'm uh, way behind on doing doing some some uh, guest slots here and there so uh, i appreciate you having the patience with me oh not not a problem yeah i definitely have been wanting
0: to talk to you for for a long time i think we have a little bit of you know synchronicity with with some some of the things we work on you know i talk a lot about you know things in star wars how it relates to real life you talk about you know many different you know uh, genres and films and kind of the the symbolism within there so yeah definitely kind of wanted to get our two heads together and kind of talk about about a bunch of stuff um right off the bat you know if anybody's been you know living under a rock and aren't familiar with you or your work? If you can kind of give everybody kind of a quick breakdown of of you and kind of some of some of the works you do, the books, et cetera.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, and you're right. You know, we we kind of tread in similar territories. I oh boy. Okay, so back in 2011, I started a blog. I'll, I'll try to keep this to like less than five minutes. Sometimes I can get carried away. Um, back in 2011, I started the blog IlluminatiWatcher.com. It it gained quite the following. I was on the first page of Google for any search result with, you know, pop culture figures and the term Illuminati, you know, you typed in lady Gaga, symbolism, Katy Perry, Illuminati, those kinds of keywords. I was always like the first, second or third article and it drove a ton of traffic and it was, it was huge. Right. I didn't realize what I was doing when I, when I got into this, uh, when I started into this sort of truth or world, I was sort of casually red pill light um i was into bill cooper and david ike at the time when i started and you know to this day i on the spectrum of how hardcore of a truth or am i i you know i i still am kind of in the middle between sheeple normie and full-on like lizard people everywhere you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying um so i live in that sort of between the two worlds and that's kind of where the journey has taken me and then since 2011 uh a lot of things happened to me i started podcasting in 2014 started a youtube channel around the same time uh youtube banned me in 2016 google shadow banned me from the search results uh, in like 2015 the and and all this like suppression of the truth stuff like in some ways i don't like pretending like oh you know i'm this martyr and i came up with all this truth stuff and they're trying to suppress the 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 real the answers of what's going on but i i don't know how to look at it any other way because i've always been this sort of neutral third party that i listen to all the truthers and then i run it through my filter and i try to prove it with textbooks or actual references and sometimes i can sometimes i can't And I've always sort of approached it that way. So I always found it curious why I was, you know, banned off Google, banned off YouTube, banned off of Vimeo, um, got sued, had to take my articles down off the website. Um, I'm trying to think of the other ones, but, you know, like they've sort of I've been picked on, we'll say, (laughs) you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I've always been the sort of rational guy. Like, I'm not I'm not a Q guy. I've always in fact, I did four shows talking about how I didn't believe in the whole Q conspiracy in the summer of 2020, which was not popular or, or well-received by the truth or community. Um, you know, I've always felt like I've been sort of that rational voice. Like I'm not a hardcore anti, uh, I don't want to say the word on your show, the, the, the VA word, you know, um, mm-hmm. I, I, I've never been a hardcore anti. I've always been sort of in the middle. In fact, my first book in 2013, I think I wrote that. Uh, and I've written nine books along the way. One of them is the star Wars conspiracy, which I'm sure is how we sort of linked together. Yeah, here. absolutely. Um, but yeah, and I, and I did a whole study on that and i it, the same result from my 2013 book. I was kind of like, you know, I'm not anti, I'm not definitely not pro I, I was sort of in the middle of the spectrum. Like this is a personal choice. I think it's, it's a great treatment for people who might need it, you know, but certainly I uh, don't support what's going on with the thing right now. Um, and, you know, I right. like to speak in the coded language so you don't get canceled <laughs> off of the planet. I, I appreciate it. I think
0: I do, you know, I, I do, I think I have two strikes on YouTube right now for you know, <laughs> talking about, I think it was talking about Christian beliefs and, you know, really, really terrible things like that. So,
1: yeah, I know. And that, and that's another big one is I am a, I'm, I'm an Orthodox Christian. I'm a terrible Christian. I talk about it all the time. My buddy, he actually said something pretty interesting to me. He said, he said, dude, there's no good, there's no such thing as a good Christian. I was oh, that's good. It's good to hear. Yeah. But um, and I don't pref- I don't I don't thump on the Bible too often because like it's not really it's not really something that I like. I feel like it's a personal belief thing and right. I don't I don't want to beat people over the head with it. But ultimately, that is my worldview. And it's funny how they do want to shut that down. And, and I think it's very clear that there is a roadmap of you know, the one thing that I do subscribe to is this Luciferian worldview that they do want all of us to eventually subscribe to. Um, but yeah, but, but what, and I say all that to say, this is I've been in this truther world for 10 years, you know, basically full time. And, uh, there's a handful of things that I find to be true. And then there's a handful that I don't, uh, but I'm certainly like, I don't, I don't just trust anyone i don't just even jay dyer right me and jay dyer go way back to the blogging days 2011 you know and um even jay dyer he is very well resourced very well referenced and i'll listen to his shows and i will fact check him i'll read the i'll read the thing for myself because I, I just don't trust anyone not to say i don't trust jay but you know what i'm saying it's like i don't everyone's got their filter and worldview right and um And that's what I always tell my people is I I, I want them to hear what I say, but don't just take it as blind faith. Go, you know, run it through your filter, research it on your own, see what you think, you know. Right. And that's kind of I think, you know, people have kind of started to
0: get away from that. You know, that was a big thing back in, you know, for me, I kind of came into this, you know, 2020. Right. You know, that that mid 2020 people were starting to think like something is really not not right. And, you know, unfortunately, came through with that with that Q filter, which I've obviously realized now is a whole complete psyop. Um, but you know, it's kind of, you know, with you being in this for, you know, 10 plus years at this point, it's, it's kind of law of averages, right? Like you, you see all this stuff, you, you know, that some stuff is legit. Some stuff doesn't pass the smell test, but you know, back when I, you know, started you know looking into all this stuff, it was, I was looking into it. I did, I was doing a lot of research, this and that. And honestly, even for myself and I kind of feel, feel bad, but I feel like a lot of people too, that research aspect has kind of somewhat gone by the wayside versus a you know seeing a headline or reading or watching a 10 second video and it's like that's what we criticize the sheep people about doing and now we're doing it ourselves and i think sometimes making us look bad because then like you said when we when you can get fact check on it it's like well shit am i any better than than the people that i that i oppose i'm doing something very similar but but for me i feel like i'm doing it in the the right vein Do you know what i mean
1: yeah right and and you're a smart guy for picking up on that because i i noticed that too um and, you know, it's, it, it's been a trying time. The last two years has been, and I think it's by design, right? Uh, no matter how people want to look at the thing that happened in 2020. Um, I, it's been very trying for everyone on every side of this, uh, what, whatever people want to believe. And I am concerned, like, like with the, uh, the Q thing, right? There were elements of that that were true. And I think they got hijacked along the way. Uh, And again, I'll use coded language so you don't get beat up (laughs) the um, the email scandal of 2016, where they started talking about uh, pizza stuff here and there. Like that was a real thing. And to this day, I've yet to see one journalist actually look into that. And that is what seeded the whole movement. And so it has foundational roots that I subscribe to. Um, a lot of the people in that movement are, you know, and this is a stereotype, but like Christian patriot type people. And I'm a Christian patriot kind of guy. Like, you know, um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm a very liberal social kind of guy, but I'm also very pro Second Amendment. Like that's the purpose of that amendment is to uh, keep tyranny away, from, no, no matter which political parties in power. Um, but it started out with very good foundational roots and then you could see how it just sort of went off the rails with you know and i I think that's by design um and and i talked about it in in a few shows uh if you look into like steve bannon and uh you know some of the crazy stuff behind it um and of course it goes into like sigil magic which is kind of my forte occult ritual magic Mm -hmm. um and uh pepe the frog and all that like it's it's a wild it it's one of the wildest stories I, I actually like the i don't know if you've ever seen the hbo series on it have you ever seen that one mm, no i haven't oh, seen that one it's the best one i've seen a have seen a few series about that whole movement and uh i th- i think it was the hbo yeah yeah it was the hbo one for sure it was like five episodes or something uh that one was and, and you know is it right or wrong i, I don't know but it sure is uh one of the biggest things to sort of happen in pop culture or, you know, in American history, I would say in in the last, you know, several decades for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it definitely, you know, a a few things, you know, from that, like, like you mentioned the, the frog, right. Pepe, the frog, we always talk about, you know, the boiling, the frog analogy, right. It's like the frog doesn't realize that it's, it's being boiled until it's cooked. So that in that cuts both ways, you know, that cuts for, for people that don't realize things that are going on or people that, that believe, you know some of these things, and just like hold on, and the whole like you know trust the plan, things are going to work out. This and that, you know. It, so it, well, again, you know these things definitely cut both ways.
1: Yeah, definitely, and um, it's 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 unfortunate what they did, but like I like I would argue it's it's by design. They want to because a lot of people woke up to some ideas in 2020, mm-hmm. uh, things that they thought would never be true, things that they thought could never happen, and it led a lot of people. And I know this from, again, to be very rational and factual about it. Like I monitor my statistics on my podcast. I know how many average listens I get per episode. And in 2020, it like went through the roof, uh, doubled, tripled, and it's been going up ever since. And that, I think clearly the, the handlers and the puppet masters are aware of these things. Um, so they they got to use the best tools they can to get people off of that uh yeah. you know and in my personal life i've had several people who i would have never pegged to be conspiracy people uh come up to me and and i don't i don't talk about what i do to people in my normal sort of day-to-day life uh, cuz it's way too divisive right but i found in 2020 there were several people that somehow figured out who i was or what i did and they would come up to me and like they'd be like like, yo, they're, they're drinking baby blood, bro. And I'm like, <laughs> like, hey, man, like, I won't judge you for your thoughts on that. I don't think you're too far off. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's, we're living in bizarre times. I, I know that much. It's very strange. Yeah.
0: yeah. And definitely, like you said about, about 2020, you know, this whole, whatever, you know, thing that's going on, we obviously know. I think, yeah, one of the unfortunate byproducts for the, the power structure is that a lot of people were sitting around at home now, had a lot of free time. So, you know, a contingent of people started looking into stuff, you know, right. Some people like he took it a little bit too far, I would say. But, you know, a lot, a lot of people, you know, definitely like myself started started thinking about us. You know, and I'm sitting here at home. I'm like, gosh, like this is the craziest thing I've ever been through in my life. And it's just like you have that inkling that something is wrong, you know, and we'll definitely segue into the Matrix here in a little bit. But, you know, that's one of the big things at the beginning of the Matrix. You know, Morpheus tells Neo, like, listen, you know, you've had this. I think he calls it the splinter in his mind, or, or something to that effect. You've had this in you, you for a while, and you know, it's 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 starting to manifest itself. So, I think for the for the people in control, for one, they're probably you know pissed that we have the internet. You know, if they if they had a, a way to remove that somehow and, and maintain everything going on, they would because yeah. the free the you know I guess somewhat free flow of information. I believe there's probably some you know co op in there of of them you know leaking false information, obviously, but when people had a lot of time sitting around thinking about this stuff, it definitely, it definitely woke up a lot of people up. And I think in the the past year or two since, I think a lot of people have, you know, re-woken up to, you know, some of the things they they were listening to and hearing were wrong. Some of them were right. Some of it were uh, a a bit of both, but um, yeah, it definitely, it definitely did a lot for, for springboarding, you know, people, people like me and a lot of other people that knew something was wrong, but really didn't have um, uh, understanding of, of what, and, and just trying to figure out how some of that stuff worked. Dude,
1: uh, so what do you, what do you think? What were you, were you into any kind of conspiracy prior to 2020? Like, did you have any like exposure to David Icke or any of that stuff at all? Or was it completely <laughs> Not, new to you? It was, it was,
0: yeah, it was completely new. I, you know, I actually started listening to some podcasts, I would say fall of 2019. And, you know, I think maybe there was a little bit of fate or something within that t- to get me a little bit of uh you know, I guess a prerequisite to what was about to happen. I mean, I had no idea what was going to happen in 2020. But there's just a few kind of conspiracy stuff. I started listening to things about, you know, 9-11, and even, you know, the crazier stuff about the Titanic, you know, back in the day, mm. and and some of that, obviously, the, uh, the, the the pizza stuff, too, was a big, a big part of it as well. Mm. But it really just started late 2019. I started hearing, hearing some things and started thinking about a little bit. Some of it, honestly, I, I, you know, I didn't really agree with. And I kind of got pissed off about, you know, especially when it got into you know things talking about religion and you know you know some stuff I, I agree with, some stuff I don't. Like I'm I'm with you. I kind of maintain the the, the the Christian worldview. So when I hear a lot of conspiracies about how that is that is is fake or that is a fraud or that was perpetuated by something, that's those are the kind of ones I start to get you know a little bit pissed off about when you talk about like that Zeitgeist documentary. You know, goes into the astro- astrological kind of stuff. Some of that stuff I I, I can't really. I don't really like to get into, but, you know, it's a lot of that other, other stuff, right? Like about um, the people in power start doing things that were for, you know, our best interest. And really, when you find out that it, it's not, you know, you talk about 9-11, the Patriot Act, you talk about with with what's currently going on with, you know, restricting people's movements and having a mandate, mandatory this or, or that, all these things that are meant to be for our benefit end up you know, in in some cases being, being the complete opposite. So yeah, it was really not, not a whole lot. I really gave this stuff, you know, no, no thought before that, but then I just started kind of slowly by slowly, like, Oh, this is, this is pretty interesting. And then when it all broke down, I'm like, okay, now, now we're actually uh, in it. You know, I've been here, I've been hearing about historical stuff and now we're, we're we're in it right now.
1: That's that's interesting. The, um, the, uh, so like how you were mentioning sort of, the shakeup in our world from 2020 sort of gave a lot of people this introspective time and thought. And, you know, and, and that's, I did, uh, I did several episodes on Klaus Schwab's books about the great reset, which is ironically, it was trending on Twitter for this is probably the third time <laughs> I've seen it on the trending page of them being like oh, great, great reset, debunked, conspiracy. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Right. Right. Yeah. They, they wrote it in June, 2020,
0: after this started in march 2020 like tell yeah. me there's not any j- just by that time and i mean you've written a lot of books i just finished writing a book it's no small it's no small task especially one talking about the reorganization of the world you can't tell me that they just they just magically came up with these ideas after the pandemic happened there's there's right. no plot pl- no plausible way
1: yeah they, they and and what klaus schwab was saying because I always like i give credit on to some level uh i don't i don't respect the people like klaus schwab or bill gates but um one thing i will hand to them is like i think these are intelligent people i think they know what they're doing and i think they have a good read on human beings in general and that's what a lot of the book was saying was that the uh the thing for 2020 was going to disrupt society uh and it, it was going to force a pause people to reflect on what they truly value and sure enough that's kind of what happened you've got a lot of people that are into conspiracy thinking you've got a lot of people that uh won't work for fast food or retail now that's and and this is another this is a whole conspiracy in itself but there i watched 60 minutes a couple weeks ago and they had this whole this whole shtick about the great resignation and why people are leaving their jobs and why you know why all these fast food restaurants are paying 15 bucks an hour, which was completely unheard of two years ago, Mm -hmm. and they still can't hire people. And it was curious because the only people they interviewed to get information about why are people leaving these jobs were all people that owned the businesses. And it was none of the workers that were actually quitting. Um, And I think in some ways, like Klaus Schwab was right. Like this caused a real disruption And people reflect on what's truly worth their time. And I think a lot of people were saying, you know, you force people to stay home instead of their five, you know, five, six bucks an hour doing uh, fast food work. And, you know, I don't know how they pay their bills. I don't know if they're doing like OnlyFans or what, but (laughs) (laughs) don't ask me. Um, The uh, it just caused a lot of changes in our society. And that's what that great reset is, is them trying to capitalize this state of flux that we're in to push several programs that or or different ideas or philosophies about how we live. And, you know, even when I read the books, I read the Fourth Industrial Revolution by Schwab and the the Great Reset book by Schwab. He the things they advertise, some of the things don't sound bad. Um, It talks about trying to, uh, you know, you know, trying to save the planet and trying to make a more uh, make You know how do you improve the metric of people being happy overall and all this stuff, but ultimately I reject what they think because the World Economic Forum, which is what Klaus runs, is like the thousand richest corporations, and I'm like, dude, that that's kind of my perspective on the truth or conspiracy world of what I find to be the most tangible is uh, a lot of these corporations that created a lot of these problems and then they want to you know, they have all the wealth and the resources and the access to the news and access to the politicians and, you know, so on and so on. And then they send this messaging through film and commercials and and news articles about, like, they victim blame and say, well, it's all your fault. You know, we wouldn't, you know, this is capitalism and you vote with your dollar. If you didn't vote with your dollar, we wouldn't have sweatshops. And it's like, well, that's a very simplistic way of putting the blame on us when, uh, when really it's a matter of, you know wealth disparity, which I find to be a big problem in our culture. Uh, but anyways, we're, you know, I'm sure your people don't want to listen about uh, what do you call it geopolitical, political, economic strategies. But anyway, long story short, Klaus Schwab, his book on the the Great Reset. I think that's something they're going to continue to pursue. I think I think I lost your I think I lost your audio. Well, hey, how about now? Good. Go ahead. Sorry.
0: Um, yeah. Sorry about that. So, yeah, kind of a, a segue from you know the Great Reset and, and you know WAF into you know some movies. You know, I definitely want to talk about you know the Matrix and you know Star Wars, of course. But you know, a lot of these, a lot of these agendas, you see them leading towards you know transhumanism. You see them leading towards a rise in robotics, which I think you see present. Um, a lot in in, in Star Wars, def- obviously the transhuman aspect. But you know, I kind of want to start to talk about the Matrix. Um, talk about you know the rise in robotics, the rise in artificial intelligence. Because like you mentioned, with all these worker shortages that are happening, you know, especially like you mentioned at fast food. At the same time, you're hearing about how they are losing all these people. At the same time, you're seeing you know videos of robots flipping burgers and robots doing this and, and that and kiosks at McDonald's now instead of real people. And you know, you contrast that to a movie like The Matrix, you know, specifically the, the first one. I actually, I was trying to watch all of them to you know prepare for this. I didn't get through them all, but definitely the first one. You get you get the the story about how the rise in artificial intelligence basically led to the robots taking over, and you know that's kind of like a trope I think you see in a lot of sci fi movies over the years. But I think how The Matrix did it was was pretty intelligently uh, intelligent. So if you want to just talk a little bit about, about the matrix, about that rise in robotics and kind of, you know, some of your thoughts about, about the series and kind of the messages it was cr- trying to tell
1: us. Definitely. That, those are by far my favorite movies. Uh, matrix one, two, and three, the fourth one. I, <laughs> I would say I have a love hate relationship, but I think I just hate it. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I was not happy with it, but um the storyline of the first three. So if you watch the Animatrix, that gives you the background story of how the Matrix came to be, which ultimately, if you read from some of these, oh, what do we want to call them? You know, Illuminati type people, thought leaders, people that are in the know positions of power, like Ray Kurzweil, right? The director of Google engineering. Uh, he's, He's a futurist and he's been writing about the transhuman revolution for many years. And he talks about the singularity, which is supposed to arrive in like 20 years, by the way, which is not that far off. And that's the point where technology can surpass uh, the, the human mind, right? And a lot of those ideas are present in the Matrix storyline because, um, and, and I've got some notes here from the Animatrix, uh, they say that man, this is the quote from it that I found really interesting. It says, Man became the architect of his own demise, uh, but for a time it was good, which I found curious because that's what the Bible says, right? It's, it's exact mm-hmm. wording. Uh, God created and it was good. Uh, but the, the machines, they create what a lot of occultists believe to be the golden age. Uh, the golden age is like this perfect, and, and this can go, and this is a rabbit hole in itself, the idea of a golden age. Uh, some people say it's the age of the the, (laughs) it goes it goes crazy it's like this uh purple haze that the the light of saturn had when we were in this sheath protection of saturn don't ask me how they know this stuff but there's all these ideas of the golden age which is i believe to be sort of coded language for the 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 new world order this fantasy brave new world this utopia that they want to pretend that exists uh francis bacon talked about it in the new atlantis and he he prescri- he just he described america's future as being this this uh this perfect place and this golden age and this golden age will be run by uh, a technocracy meaning meaning once once man is able to shed his quote-unquote delusions of spirituality and religion we can find the 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 only true solution is science that's the only true wisdom is science and you know that's why you hear all these terms trust the science uh they think that it is the only thing and and this goes way back this goes back to like the renaissance and you know Rene descartes and all these philosophers and it goes back even further um to a lot, of, a lot of these philosophers that were questioning the nature of reality. And they believe that the only thing you can prove is through science. And this is a philosophy of Frederick Nietzsche with nihilism and stuff. Um, you know, there's no moral authority. Uh, there's no Ten Commandments, doesn't exist. And, and, and again, like I myself, not a good Christian. So I'm not here to like tell people they're going to hell and they're sinners. But the, where they want to take us is down this path of the technocracy where science reigns supreme, and that's what's the storyline of the Matrix. Ultimately, is man embracing the science, man embracing the the robots and artificial intelligence, and using it to create a world where man no longer has to suffer and has these robots to do all the you know work for them essentially, uh, until until the robots evolve and and become self aware, and then they they rebel and they fight us. And at this point, we're very weak. We're very stupid. And like Ray Kurzweil says with the singularity, which which, by the way, the singularity is based on, because I've got a uh, master's in science and electronic engineering. And we talked about, I did a class on digital signal processing and they talked about some of the same ideas that Kurzweil talks about like Moore's law and, and they can basically chart out how many Uh, transistors can fit on a chip and it doubles every two years. And that's what Ray Kurzweil based his singularity upon. This isn't just something he dreamt up. Uh, It's an exponential curve, which means, which means this is going to happen faster than we realize. The matrix is going to happen at a much quicker rate than we think, uh, because human beings, we think on a linear scale, like we, we, and and this is the same argument for 5g. Uh, A lot of people don't understand the implications of 5g yet because we were used to the, the movement from 3g to 4g. And we we're like, oh, okay, things were a little faster. Well, right. 4g to 5g. Isn't just, it's, we think linearly thinking, Oh, it's going to be a little faster. Like three to four wasn't. It's like, no, 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 no. It's going to be exponentially faster. And once they roll out this plan of basically connecting everything into the internet, into this metaverse, this matrix, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it just takes us one step further into the singularity, which the Matrix movies are ultimately a warning about how this could turn out, which obviously is is something I'm extremely interested in. Between the the spiritual aspect and the transhuman aspect, because these are topics I've covered for many years, uh, and I and I think that the first, you know, the Animatrix and the first three Matrix movies uh, did a really good job of going into these ideas. The fourth one did a little bit, but not nearly like the first several movies were. But uh, right. Yeah. yeah, and and you know, I I I draw a lot of comparison between the major.
0: Have you seen um the Disney movie Wally from like fifteen years ago?
1: I have, and I you know I don't I don't I <laughs> Disney's one of those things. <laughs> I really should spend the time to just watch them all because clearly Disney's a big part of this whole agenda. I just I grew up I never watched Disney. Ironically, the only the only Disney movie I'd ever seen was Alice in Wonderland. Uh, uh, babysitters had it on vhs tape and they would come over and put it in, and i was like my mind was blown i was like what is this uh, <laughs> and then as an adult i've seen the aladdin cartoon and i think that's it honestly like i really i really don't know much about disney
0: i, I would i would say the movie uh wall wally is from probably 2006 I would say that uh, that's the only one I would recommend to you specifically because for for two reasons. For one, I think it meets your time limit. I think it meets your ninety minute. So (laughs) so you're good there. But but also it um it kind of ties back to this. It basically I'll, I'll I'll ruin the plot of it. Basically, like the world, our world is is unlivable anymore. It's just basically a trash heap. So they send all these people up into space on these basically like space cruisers. and are like, listen, you just have to live here for a little while while we figure out everything to do on Earth. And these people up in space, they're basically on these like space, almost like cruise ships. And they're all just like floating around in these pods with like a um, almost like a metaverse kind of virtual reality headset on. Just like, you know, like drinking Coke and like eating burgers and stuff. And they're basically just floating around. And it's really weird for a Disney movie. Like, I didn't realize it at the time, like kind of the, the context of this. But the whole point is, you know, very similar to The Matrix is they, they got people to re- think that that's the real world. is just everything they're seeing, everything they're experiencing. But really, they're, they're not in the real world anymore at all. And it's a very perfect parallel to, you know, when you see Neo come out of that pod. And he looks around like, holy crap, like there's billions of people that are still asleep. So I, I would definitely say that one only put that one on your radar. If you ever, oh, if you ever interesting, get
1: the I, did, it. I had no idea that was part of the plot line. Yeah.
0: In the, in the main character, Wally, he's just, he's a robot. He's, he's working. Earth is just inhabited by robots now. And they're kind of trying to basically clean up the earth, you know? And of course, I think there's some, you know, obviously climate change connotation. Like, listen, we've destroyed our planet now we are basically exiled out the space so of course there's some of that connotation but for for a disney movie there's a lot of really really deep theme- themes i think in that movie especially similarly to the matrix
1: that's wild yeah that's 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 that idea of the metaverse and you know 5g and the neuralink that elon musk is coming out with and the oculus rift all these things are going to normalize this idea of living uh, in the, in the virtual reality, which obviously the last couple of years, a lot of folks have been working from home and we're already, uh, sort of existing in this state of living in a virtual reality. Um, you know, I, I can't help, but think all of this stuff is going to happen. And unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on your view of this, I think we're going to have to make some really tough decisions about what it means to define us as a human being, uh, mm from the religious perspective we have to determine what we consider to be sacred as far as our souls and dying because you know they they want the, these elitists want to become immortal right uh, and i i guess if they could take advantage of us they would allow us to go along with, with them on that i i don't know like like how do you make that choice of do i want to be immortal or not you know what i mean uh, a, lot, right. a lot of a lot of lot of hard philosophies to wrap our heads around this when we're so distracted by entertainment you know and i'm guilty too yeah (laughs) i've been watching i've been binge watching the dumbest shows lately i don't know why but anyway and
0: um, i think you know a a perfect you know segue from what you just said there is you know in the in the first matrix the character cypher right he's he's been in this fight he's been working with this rebellion and he's basically he's like i'm just burnt he's like i'm burned out like i would rather not live not live a hard life Uh, you know it's it's, it's the, obviously the analogy of the, you know, the um, easy path for the hard path. I think there's a Lord of the Rings quote in there somewhere that I'm probably butchering, but it's like, you know, there's the, there's the, um, the easy path and the path that's right. You know, mm. it, so for so many people, they'd rather be in that blissful ignorance. You know, I think, I think people even in the truth or movement, honestly, you know, I, I think we all get a little burned out by it. You know, you, you see so many terrible things in this terrible symbolism, you're like, man, this world is so in the gutter right now. You're like, I, I wish sometimes I have that ink and it's like, I wish I could just close my eyes to, and just go back and, and not think of any, of any of this stuff. Right. You know, give me the men in black thing. Now mm-hmm. I don't remember anything anymore. I can go you're back right. and go back to sleep. But at the same time um, I think it's important, you know, for, for, for what, for what you're doing and so many people are doing is opening people's eyes just to think about this stuff in, in a different way, because I think we can touch other people's lives and get them to think and understand about the world. And then those people can kind of make their decisions about what they want to do with that.
1: Definitely. There's a, there's a, there's a magical spell that Hollywood puts on us. And that's of course the root of the term Hollywood comes from the Holly tree. And, you know, that's Harry Potter's magic wands made from the Holly tree as uh, the legend goes Uh, cypher in the movie is it's interesting. He, you know, obviously there's this connection to Lucifer, Lucifer, and he's the one that makes the Faustian bargain with the the agent Smith and sells his, his buds out to live this blissful fantasy rock star life in the Matrix. Uh, that's, you know, clearly just a deception. Yeah. Uh, but it's interesting because in the movie, um, here's one of those weird little pop culture connections. Sometimes that rattle around in my brain. He says he makes um, he says to I think it's I think it's Neo, he, he says something about uh, Dorothy going bye-bye, right? He makes a reference to Wizard of Oz, um, which is very curious when you consider the Wizard of Oz and L. Frank Baum, the guy who wrote it, he was a theosophist. And theosophy is a, a sort of philosophy slash religion occult belief system uh, started by Helena Blavatsky. And it, it all ties into this Gnostic idea uh, this occult religion that everything's inverted, and ultimately, when you when you try to unpack what Gnosticism is, they think that we're living on a prison planet, and that the Christian God or you know the Abrahamic religion God is actually a false god. He is the what they call the Yaldabaoth or the Demiurge, and this false god imprisoned our souls. Are they call it the spark? He imprisoned the light, the spark inside these material bodies, to live on this prison planet, so that we worship him and send our our energy to him. But the cat, the capitalists, and the and the people that subscribe to this Gnostic idea, they think, well, we've got this divine spark of the real God that lives out in what they call the pleroma, and if we can do it right, we can reconnect with the divine the real god and sort of surpass this false god um so anyway so that that's like a, one idea of theosophy and and the storyline of wizard of oz because you know when they get to they get to oz uh the wizard turns out he's just like this little guy you know barking orders which is the yada both but it also connects to alistair crowley who wrote a book Lieber oz um which means Libra's book 77, but in Libra Oz, it's a, it's a one page. It's not a book. It's just one page of several, uh, like actions, uh, including his infamous do what thou wilt shall be the whole, of the law, but it has. Oh boy. I mean, I'm trying to step back. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't know what your listeners, um, know about Alistair Crowley, but he started a religion called the uh, after he made contact with a disembodied entity. And he basically was told by this disembodied entity, like, look, all of humanity is going to be in for this new age, this Aeon of Horus. And in the new age, uh, they're going to get rid of this idea of religion entirely. And man will pursue his own desires. Uh, and It's a very satanic thing uh, from the perspective of like Anton Levey, the guy from the Church of Satan. Uh, in LaVey and Satanism, they subscribe to social Darwinism which is a very, I don't know if capitalistic is the right word, but it's a very dog-eat-dog way of living. Um, and that's what Crowley would advocate for. That's what Frederick Nietzsche and nihilism would advocate for. And that's uh, essentially what Lieber Oz talks about. It talks about um, every man and every woman's a star, and every man has the right to you know, kill anyone who tries to get in his way. Uh, That's a very selfish way of living. And, you know, you could argue Crowley wrote that, uh, you know, 80 years ago, hundred years ago, and look at social media, you know, Instagram and stuff. Every man and every woman's a star and everyone sort of does what, what they want to do. And, uh, and look, I'm not above it. Right. I'm, I'm right there with everyone. I sleep in on Sundays cuz I'm too lazy to go to church. Uh, so I don't I hope people aren't taking this as me judging. I'm just <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm, I'm just observing these things and I'm saying, look, like this has been put in place a long time ago and everything's kind of panning out the way the way they wanted it to.
0: Yeah. And and you know, definitely what you're talking about there with with the new age, and I'll kind of segue a little bit in, into some Star Wars talk here, you know, with Crowley talking about bringing about the new age. You know, you had written in your Um, the Star Wars conspiracy book a few years ago. So for, for anybody that's listening, I'm going to, I'll put a um, link to it in the show notes. I definitely, definitely recommend it for anybody, you know, listening, listening to this show or that that appreciates Isaac's content. You know, you made a great comparison between Aleister Crowley and, you know, Palpatine from Star Wars, because for one, you know, just look at them, right? Black, black cloak, black cloak, the, the perfect, perfect symbolism there. And, you know, Crowley talked about bringing about the new age and then in, in the prequels, you know, whenever Palpatine is creating the empire, he, he calls it the new order. So he says, I'm bringing about the new order, you know, this, this new world in his eyes, just like Crowley's, that's a utopian society, and, and almost for the matrix too, right? It's a singularity, it's this utopian society, but for the majority of people, it's, it's anything but, it's just a, a, um, an overarching, you know, totalitarian uh, government. You know that they're that they're talking about here they they, they talk a good game about what it's going to look like and maybe it may look like that to them but i think to the rest of us you know it, it's 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 anything but
1: yeah that's uh, that the uh the star wars conspiracy book i wrote that many years ago so some of those <laughs> ideas are a little fuzzy and it's funny because i watched um oh man your 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 fans are going to hate me um the obviously I'm a huge fan of the original trilogy. Like I'm, I'm a Gen X guy. So like I grew up on star Wars four five and six. Uh, I watched one, two and three when they came out in the theaters, I thought they were good, not great. I watched the seventh one when it came out in theaters just a few years ago Mm -hmm. and I loved it. And I actually wrote the book before the seventh episode came out and I rewatched all six of the originals and I thought episodes one, two, and three actually had a better storyline than four, five, and six. Uh, I agree. And, oh, okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Popular opinion, but it's
0: a well, I, I would say a a different a different style of trilogy. You know, most trilogies you see, it's people are trying to fight the power and they fight the power and they win. This trilogy is the complete opposite. You know, it's 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 the downfall of Anakin. But to me, and you know, in in the book I just wrote about you know totalitarianism, it it's it's for me the this the better story is about palpatine and how he was able to convince and control the universe through politics you know and every step of the way he he sets up a problem you know problem reaction solution he keeps doing it over and over again you're like listen people now we got to fight this enemy oh wait no hold on now we don't got to fight that enemy now we got to fight the jedi okay now once we defeat the jedi then it's all good and yeah so i believe i think the um I think the execution of it probably wasn't as great, obviously, as the originals. and the originals, like how they look, the symbolism, and everything, especially *Empire Strikes Back* is, you know, flaw like a flawless film yeah. to me. But, but I think I think he really he really went out there to to show a trilogy where it's like a, it's like a slide instead of like a an upward scale, which is yeah. really which you never see really. You I, don't, I mean, you see that in singular films, right? Like where. Uh, hero turns bad or, like, you know, something bad happens at the end or everybody dies. But, like, a whole trilogy built around that concept it was pretty mind-blowing.
1: Yeah, for sure, right? Um, I haven't seen anything past Episode seven. Uh, yeah. It's on my list of things to do. It's not <laughs> like I'm like, oh, I hate Star Wars. I just – it's one of those things that they, they, they released, you know, I don't know if Solo was the next one, but whatever the next movie was, and I, I missed it. Then they had another one, and I missed that. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm two movies behind already. And I just – now I'm overwhelmed because I've got like five movies to watch, you know? Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah the- you're
0: not, you're not missing. Uh, honestly, I, I, I would think you're probably not, not missing a whole lot. I think the, um the really meat of the story was those first six. I mean, I think they, they retconned some stuff in the new ones. They had some new concepts, but for me, like it hasn't really stuck. Like I can't go oh, back okay. and say like, Oh, that new concept they did or this planet. or this is like, it's just not sticking with me, but you know, maybe over the years it will. But so honestly, I don't think you're missing a whole lot.
1: Oh, well, that's good to hear. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. The, 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 the first, you know, the, the storyline, I I tied it in the book, I tied it into Kabbalism with, which is, you know, for people who aren't familiar with these terms, it's basically this occult sort of belief system uh, that ties into the Gnostic idea I talked about earlier about actually tapping in and, and, making contact to the real God, not this false God that they believe runs this, this prison uh, planet, which like, I don't subscribe to at all. Like, you know, I think, you know, if you want to get real, like woo woo about things, like I feel like our souls are put into this human body to experience this realm for whatever reasons, reasons to be determined later, I guess. Um, and I, I, I find it hard to believe that, oh, this is pure hell because there's a lot of beautiful things about living on this planet and in this body and experiencing love, uh, you know, which comes with it. You know, the good comes with the bad, you know. and um, Anyway, the, the Star Wars film, uh, they show uh, what it's like. Um, I, I tied it into, um, there's this concept in Kabbalah because in Kabbalah, there's this diagram of the tree of life. I'm I'm sure you're familiar with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and, and you got the 10 Sephirot, which are basically 10 circles around this tree of life. And the practitioners, they traverse up this tree of life, starting at the bottom, working their way to the top, where the real God exists. And the idea is that they can learn from every attribute of God, because God created this tree of life through thought. Long story. But anyway, they... The, the practitioners believe they can make contact with the real God if they sort of learn and embrace and practice the different attributes of the real God. And there's this 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 sort of shortcut up the center, is the best way to describe it. And, and I don't profess to understand all this exactly, it's very confusing stuff. Uh, but there's this shortcut, this hidden Sephirot called Dayoth, uh, which Dayoth means knowledge. And it's this. It's described as this bridge between ideas and reality. Now, uh, clearly, Dayoth is very similar to Darth Vader. I'm sure people are already putting that together. So, uh, and it and it's the it's like a dark Sephiroth. So the color black uh, fits into Darth Vader and the Dayoth. Um, but the Dayoth realm, it it's this idea that you find in in all of the occult and all of entertainment. Cause that's, that's what I do is I basically, you know, I'll watch movies and shows and talk about the occult symbolism and the messaging behind these shows and movies. And the, the idea that you see pop up over and over and over is the idea of ritual magic. Um, and the idea or ceremonial magic or high magic, low magic, whatever you want to call it. The idea that the mind creates reality, just like God in the, in the Kabbalah belief system that God created the world through thoughts, through the 10 Sephiroth. And they believe that man can create his own reality through thoughts. And they employ the practices of magic to do that. Uh, and one of these ideas is reflected in the day uh, again, the bridge between ideas and reality. And that's kind of what a lot of artists, when you see a lot of these artists kind of going crazy, It could be argued that what they're doing is practicing this this uh this practice of bridging the mind to this dark realm because and and i go through this in i think i think the dark path is the book where i go through this idea of creativity being um in this this dark side of day off um but anyways the the idea is that the practitioner they can go into this dark realm and sort of understand and become more enlightened and come back through uh and the best way to describe it alan watts said that um it's like a rose coming from manure uh you know it's 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 about sort of refining one's character and and you could do this in various ways through alchemy and all this stuff and and a lot of this is probably going way too deep for people that don't know what I'm talking about.
0: Oh no, I love it. It's good okay. stuff.
1: <laughs> uh, so I'm trying to find a way to like sort of. Um, I, I don't want I don't want people to well. Eyes it, to I boss mean, I, over. I think
0: the I think the um the, the Gnostic belief, the Kabbalah stuff. I mean, I think it kind of ties into into the force, right? Because you can whether it's the light side or the dark side, you know what you see throughout the movies is people can create their own destiny through through whatever side of that spectrum they are, right? It's just basically this. Spectrum of power that you can just—it's a tug of war. You can pull it your way; the other the side can pull it the other way, and it's really—and you know—and um and I know you've read—you've read this the, this article. You know, uh, Ken Ami wrote a great article about you know Star Wars and and you know what he learned about the occult. He learned from Star Wars because the idea of the Force, the idea of this impersonal god, you know, is definitely present. And I mean, the, the Force—it's you know—it's a really cool when you're killing. I mean, this is a really cool concept. You can just kind of reach out and you can pull stuff towards you, but. You know, it's really, you're kind of manipulating and obviously, you know, there is no God in that universe, but if, if is our world, it's like, you're manipulating what God has created for your own good. So really that's, there's no light side or dark side. It's all just, um,
1: self, basically selfish. Does that, is, would you call it that? Um, you know, it's, I, I don't know if I would call it selfish or not, but I do know that, um, this idea of the force, it 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 came from uh, occult backgrounds. It's it's got like a, it's got a subscription to this pagan belief of this nature god, this cosmic consciousness. Aldous Huxley called it the perennial philosophy, um, or uh, I think some of the founding fathers of of America subscribed to it. They called it monism or monism, meaning singular, uh, uh-huh. and it's this idea that we're all one, which which sounds really nice in some ways I, I i don't know if it's obviously i don't know if it's true or not uh but a lot of the uh like i read there's this orthodox christian monk father seraphim rose and he wrote a book about the religion of the future back in the 60s and he nailed a lot of the ideas of what's happening today and his argument is that through science fiction star wars star trek the force all these things they're pushing this idea of this impersonal God because they're trying to dilute out through what he calls ecumenicism. They're trying to dilute out the real message that God created man in his image. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, this is all by design. Uh, It's all satanic. You know, it's like, it goes really Bible thumpy, but um, yeah, that's kind of what the force is. It's this, it's this pro It's it's no different than a lot of these pagan religions or or the Hindus or uh, you know the the people that believe in the CDs they call it like superpowers of levitation, divination, mind control, uh, you know, telekinesis. All these things that the force embodies is the same the same promises that the pagan or Hindu religions uh, promise the people that practice it.
0: Right, and and it's interesting because in in the movies you see you see people on the light side doing things that are, I guess, unethical, right? I mean, you know, using a Jedi mind trick is, is very unethical, you know, mind getting into somebody's mind. Um, you know, Qui-Gon Jinn in episode one, he, he, um, he cheats at like a dice game so they can free Anakin, you know, but, but in his mind, it's like, well, that's for the good of the galaxy for us to do this. So he, he cheats, he lies to, to get some of these things. And it's just interesting because then you see on the other side, You know, a lot of the Sith, a lot of the evil ones, they really don't, they don't really lie very much. They kind of, you know, I think, I think it's Count Dooku says like, listen, the, the the dark side's in control of the galaxy. Like I'm telling you, that's literally what's happening. So it's just really interesting. You see that dichotomy of the people that are supposedly good. What they're actually doing is, is somewhat unethical, unethical or, or improper. I mean, they, they tell Luke, Hey, go kill your father. There's no good in him. Just go kill him. There's no point in him. Being around, but I, I think one the, the interesting takeaway that I'm, I'm starting to take away from Star Wars is that you know you know we just talked about you have this this light and dark you can kind of use it for your advantage. What was interesting to me is that in the end, Luke basically chose to to use neither of of the sides. You know, he chose to let himself be sacrificed to try to save his father kind of going against the people that were on the light and also not embracing the people that were on the dark side, you know? So it's, it's, it's a really interesting, it's a really complex for me, especially, you know, as as a Christian, it's, it's very complex and difficult to, to appreciate the concept of that, but also understand kind of the, the occult uh, theme that it's coming from.
1: Yeah. That's interesting. That's, and, and that's uh, that, you know, my view of the whole story, they keep saying Luke's going to bring balance to the force which uh, you know watching the movie passively you're like oh it's good guys versus bad guys he's going to destroy the dark side and it's like no 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 that's not what they said they said he's going to balance the force uh, and right. uh, and that's an occult idea this reconciliation of opposing forces and wrapping your mind around the idea that there is no such thing as good or evil which is you know ties us back to the nihilism ideas of uh, frederick nietzsche there's no uh, there is no god there's no right or wrong, you know. There just is what is.
0: Yeah, it's very it's very interesting in, in complex stuff, and you know, there's. But that's why I like it so much is that there's always something to to talk about and, and dive into it with that. So yeah, definitely, um, definitely. Thank you so much for for your time today. Um, I really appreciate this. i like you said, I've been looking looking forward to doing this uh, for a while, and um, I'll put all your links in the show notes. I want everybody to follow you because, like you said, they got you banned everywhere. You know, on Google, all this stuff. I will say you know one place i was able to find you as the top search result um i was i was go- i was on well not googling i was on DuckDuckGo the other day and i was just curious i just typed in you know george lucas freemason and sure enough huh. who, who's the, who's the top result there illuminatiwatcher.com that's thought, funny that's funny i thought that i thought that was awesome right right <laughs> above like star official starwars.com i thought oh, that was oh funny cool.
1: <laughs> how interesting yeah that's that's what i used to tell people um if you go to DuckDuckGo or uh what's the other one bing I was still showing up at the top, but no one's on there. I, like, it's like 5% of people go to those two search engines. Yeah. Uh, but then in uh, last year, I got I got a lawsuit, uh, which was insane. I mean, they sued me for an image I had on my website. And I'm like, dude, it's a blog. Like I use images all the time. What are you talking about? And right. uh, I got sued and I had to pay this, this check of more than I wanted to pay. And uh, I ultimately took down all my articles because I was like, man, I can't afford to get uh, no because you know, this company that that found it um it, it seemed to me and i'm a paranoid guy obviously but I, I felt like oh they're just gonna cherry pick and just keep keep i mean i had like two thousand articles i had written over the years and i just had to take them all down uh so yeah i don't yeah if you go to those other search engines i'm, I'm still i still show up near the top but all my my couple thousand articles that used to drive so much traffic there i had to take them all down yeah that that's that sucks and it's one yeah, of those that's things it's
0: a bummer how many other sites have, you know, plagiarized or fraudulently, like, you know, I got I got dinged from Disney on YouTube because I had included copyrighted images of, of Disney, but it was just stuff I was pulling, doing screen grabs from other YouTube videos, you know, so it's like, <laughs> yeah, so it's like how, it's how is that one okay, but it's like, you know, you look at the content, of course, I was talking about, you know, like, totalitarian governments and, and communism and stuff, and they're definitely not 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 happy about you you putting it in a certain context it has nothing to do with the images themselves it's you know the context you're trying to put it in yeah, so, exactly
1: yeah you know, that's it's a it's a weird, weird world we're living in right now for sure it it definitely is well
0: hey thank you so much for for coming on and chatting i'd love to do this do this again sometime if you have time um get let everybody know where they can where they can find your content get your books all that kind of stuff
1: cool yeah uh thanks yeah thanks for having me back on or, or uh having me on and 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 Being patient with me, I appreciate that. Um, uh, I'm kind of all over the place. Instagram, I'm on there at Isaac Wisehop. I'd say that's probably my preferred social media. Um, then my website's illuminatiwatcher.com. You can find my podcast, Conspiracy Theories and Unpopular Culture, everywhere. Um, I'm also on Rockfin, where I do a couple extra shows there. Uh, I've got a Patreon. You know, and people just if they go to IlluminatiWatcher.com, they can snoop around and find the links. I'm sure I'm sure they're smart people. Uh and then all my books are on Amazon, Audible. I I self-narrated almost every single one. Uh yeah, and and that should that should cover it. Yeah. Thanks. Awesome. (laughs) Awesome.
0: And you know one last thing. I know you'd mentioned it recently on one of your podcasts. Are you done writing books? Do you have any plans to (laughs) do anything else in the future?
1: I I think I said that um, I don't plan on writing another book, but that's probably a lie. I'll probably write another book. You know, transhuman and and evolution of man is like probably the next book. If I do write another one, Uh, I find that obviously be very pressing where we're at right now. I I wrote I just wrote two books on aliens. I've kind of said all I could say about that. Uh, Yeah, I I would say I would say probably evolution of man is probably going to be the next one. If there's another one, we'll see.
0: Now, it, it, but you know, if you do it, I think you, I think you have to go into the metaverse to write it though. I think that's what, it's, what you
1: got to do. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> awesome. I'll see you in there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. Awesome. Well, you know, thank you, Isaac, again. Um, so thank you everybody for listening and watching. This is Conspiracy Kyle. May the force be with you, but the good force, not the evil force. All right. Take care. All right. Cheers.